Welcome back to the Let's Talk podcast podcast. Sticking with it for now? I couldn't make a new logo. I forgot the website, I, so we got to stick with the name. Um, I th- hopefully yeah, I by next it's episode, it's Sportball. You never know. Yeah. So again, we like to keep things open. Yeah, of course. Open for anything. Uh, on today's episode, we're talking about the most underrated players so far in the 2023 MLB season. Um, underrated, underappreciated. Two of the same in this category. And then after that, we each gave each other three players to make mock trades for. And each of us will play GM for the other person's trade and see whether that trade would get accepted or not. Fix my setup. Something keeps getting all staticky. Messing with the mic. All right. Let's go to underrated players. Who's doing good that not a lot of people know? So where are we starting? We're starting the American League East. Of course. Safe spot. Hitter or pitcher? Uh, We'll go with hitters. Both hitters? Yeah. I had a tough choice. This was a tough decision. If you can't tell, I'm a big Red Sox fan. So uh, Jared Duran was was a tough choice to me. was a tough choice for me. He had that slump in late May, early June, I believe, where he looked like a JV hitter at the plate, but he really turned it on as of late. He's back at 113 WRC+. But my pick is actually Anthony Santander of the Orioles. This is the second season he's had in a row now where he's gone extremely underrated, and he's actually been better this season than he has last season. WRC plus is up 10 points uh, on pace for a higher war on pace for about three war only got two and a half last year. I feel like he's been an underrated cog of that Orioles offense. That's been really devastating this year. Obviously they do a great job of getting leads in games and Santander is a big reason why in the middle of that lineup. Yeah. Uh, what one time all-star is he an all-star? Did he get it? 21? I think 2021. Cause I think he had that card and that will be the show with the uh, Tatis on the cover. Oh, I believe he did actually. Yeah. He one time All Star. Yeah. Was he not for last year? Was it last year? Is he two time? No, I think he's only he's only one, right? Twenty twenty one. Has he even even made one? Oh, oh he positive. didn't even make. He has never made an All Star game. Was he home run derby then? I don't think so. That's weird. Man, he could guess, make it this year. Yeah, I guess he just he just popped up. That will be the show. They gave him a card. They felt bad. Oh yeah, he uh, sucked in twenty twenty one. Okay, definitely didn't make the All-Star game then. Not the criteria. My hitter is uh, is Justin Turner. If you don't know, I'm also a big Red Sox fan. But um, when Turner got the $15 million deal from the Sox, Red Sox Twitter like exploded. They're like, oh, why don't you just give that money to JD? Uh, give the money to JD. JD's been really good. But you know what JD doesn't do? JD doesn't post two outs above average at first base. JD does not do that. And Turner's been an absolute anchor offensively. You know, he's like a 125 career WRC plus. I think he's 115 this year. A little bit down. He's older. But, what? He's not going to – I mean, that's balanced he's, out because he was posting 140 during his prime. So He was old, and he's old. Like, he's old, and he's playing good defense. Great. That's what we yeah, needed. We didn't have solid. anyone. We have Cassis, who is not playing good defense and is hitting better now. But better, very good. He's a, he's league average WRC plus now on the season. Yeah, in the worst April I've ever seen. Justin so Turner, bad. He's, and Turner's he's, just been he's been solid the whole year. He hasn't really slumped. Some people don't believe in the whole clutch hitting thing. I'm certainly not one of those people. Justin Turner has gotten every single big hit the Red Sox have needed him this yeah. year. 
game time from the first game, the first game against Baltimore, he got a big hit to bring up Yoshida, I think, where they made the error and then Duval struck out to end the game in game one. Justin Turner got a huge hit in that game. And he's doing he's done that all year long. Had a big hit a couple of days ago against Chicago to tie it up. I mean, that's his thing. He's a clutch hitter. He's a great hitter, too. Underrated. Red Sox Twitter has been eating their words this whole year. I know. Like, Cassis, they're like, oh, he's one of the biggest bust prospects in Sox history. Yeah, I know. The Turner deal is an absolute bust. It's, it's one year 15 with a player option. No, like, it's actually nine this year. Oh, it's nine this year? year? 15 next yeah. year? Yeah, yeah. Like, that is, that's not a big contract. At all. For a guy, who million, just, for a guy who's, for who's strictly just hit for his career. Like, you know he's going to hit. Exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. All right, we'll move on to pitcher. Who'd you put? I picked, you know, the Rays have gotten a lot of, uh, they've gotten a lot of credit, obviously, well-deserved. But most of their pitching credit has just gone to Shane McClanahan, obviously. Unbelievable pitcher. I think another young pitcher that needs to be recognized is Taj Bradley. 22 years old. You might see the ERA, 3.86 ERA, right? That's not perfect, obviously. 13 strikeouts per nine. A 2.68 FIP with a 2.74 X FIP. This dude, he might win it. He's, I think he'll win a Cy Young one day. That's how good. You watch him, the eye test checks out. The fastball is electric. The slider is unbelievable. The movement on it is very tight and sharp. He has the, he has the big curveball too. He's just a pitcher who I think goes completely under the radar for that team. Can you hear my computer? Yeah. Oh, no. Hear what? Oh, is it, does it it's sound like it's taking away. off? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, Typical. I know. Like the third Migo, I take off. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just done a great job of anchoring that rotation. No one's really giving him credit. Everyone goes to McClanahan, and now Glasnow is back. And people are like, oh, Glasnow, he's going to improve. But they just oh, forget that this kid's 22 years old. He's Glasnow does catch the eye. In Tampa Bay. Glasnow catches the eye. Uh, he's got a movie coming out. He's got a movie coming out soon. So everybody go see Oppenheimer. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for his performance in that. But yeah, Taj Bradley has been great pitcher. More than they could ask for. Hundred mm-hmm, percent, especially as a rookie. They, they're so good at this. They wait for the perfect time to call up a prospect. I think the last time they messed it they up was Louis. Up, huh? They rushed Bradley up though. To be fair. Yeah, but now he's he's he's, he's yeah, doing better he- than he was at the beginning. Believable, but because yeah, he made his debut against us. Yeah, the 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 last I think like the worst case of them rushing a prospect was Patino. Yeah, Patino. So was I remember they bad. forced him. They tried to force him down the Sox throat in 2021 ALDS, and the Sox just put up runs on him consistently. Um, yeah, for did. me, I have a pitcher who his contract size might make it seem like he doesn't belong in an underrated list, but I put Jose Berrios. He was. Horrible last year. Horrible. I think the worst qualified pitcher. Yeah, he was he was the worst pitcher in baseball last year. This year, three eight eight FIP. I think his ERA is still. It, it, I think it's actually like three five this year. I, think it's, I was gonna say I think it's his, a bit his high ground ball rate is way up. Hard hit rate is way down. Launch angle down. It's, it's at like nine right now. It was thirteen last year. It was in like the home run sweep zone last year. This year, forty five percent ground ball rate. Hard hit rates way down. Urias looks like more like he did in Minnesota. I feel like people forgot how good of a pitcher he was last year. Him and he was lumped into the same group as Luis Castillo early in their careers, where it's like when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. Castillo yeah. took that leap. Birrios hadn't yet. And now it looks like he might be starting to climb back towards his mean. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he'll be a Luis Castillo. No, I think not many will. 
gotten the edge no. out in that. But I think that Jose Barrios is definitely a very, very good. I mean, look at the extension they gave him. Yeah. That, like, they, they, they believe, they believe he's going to be a pitcher. You, you, pr- you see the stuff and you believe. They believe he's going to be top of the rotation. I, I really agree with that. I think he can be a solid number three starter on a World Series team. I agree. I agree 100%. The Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are not a World Series team, but. No, not right now. Hey. I think I, what did I? Did I say they were going to win the division? Yeah, you did. I drank the Kool-Aid again. Yeah. I said Tampa. Yeah, I drank the Kool-Aid That's again. a wild take. I had some. I saw people on Twitter saying Tampa would finish fourth or fifth, even below us. And I was like, you guys are unintelligent. Yeah, those people watch a lot of ball. And Brandon Lau isn't even hitting. Yeah. Those people watch a lot of ball. All right, we'll move on to the AL Central, the division nobody wants to talk about. The the depths, the pits was, of Major League Baseball. For, for finding a hitter, this was really tough. I've, I found one guy, and I've, I enjoyed making this one. I found an underrated guy, I think. Who's not? Who shouldn't be underrated, but is. And that's Riley Green of the Detroit Tigers. He had the number one pick. prospect status. He had it. He struggled his, when he got called up last year. He did. Admit it. I was very high on him. He struggled. Yeah. But he's come out this year, albeit in only fifty-two games. He's had minimum. He's had minimal. He's gotten injured twice, I believe. I think he actually might still be injured coming back soon. He has a one twenty-seven WRC plus. Yeah. Like he's been hitting this year. The Woba is up 50 points. The ex-Woba is up 40 points. Like, the stuff is there with him. He's shown improvements, and no one's talking about it as a number one prospect. Yeah, Detroit isn't that good. So We bad. all know that. We all know that. But for a guy who's a number one prospect, we see, instead of talking about the success of Riley Green in Detroit, everyone chooses to acknowledge the decline of Spencer Torkelson. And they're pointing he's out been, his He's been better been better but still. he was so bad why so negative focus on riley <laughs> green he's a stud yeah i'm gonna focus on a positive as well because that's what this whole episode's about is focusing on the positives we love positive smiling um jake Berger. Berger. jake Berger. just make contact jake jake Berger. when the bat leaves his shoulder which is really often because he has a he's second percentile in chase rate third percentile in k rate fourth percentile in whiff rate you might look at those numbers and say Kean, why'd you pick jake Berger?" it's also 100th percentile in max exit velo 99th in barrel percentage and 95th in hard hit rate jake swing the bat yeah keep swinging it keep chasing keep keep chasing i don't care keep keep can i think he's like sixth percentile walk rate sure when swing the bat jake when i was Just going through the, the al central he had like Just a 34 percent strikeout rate or something yeah yeah he's he's top of the league yeah. Just hit the ball, Jake. Keep swinging the bat. Yeah, do it. It works. But you just got to make contact. Um, Yeah, like, I mean, he mashes the ball. He destroys the ball. He did it against the Sox. We just saw it in the Sox mm-hmm. series. He he hit pretty well. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I haven't watched much White Sox games, to be no. fair. No, I don't. I haven't, um, I haven't seen much of Jake Berger, but I haven't seen much statistically of Jake Berger, but. Now that I see he's doing that with the whole, I did not know he was 100 percentile like Zimbabwe. name a name like Jake Berger too. He's gonna break. He's gonna, he's gonna have gonna, his ups and downs. If your last name's Berger, you have to. I rake. think he's six two two thirty. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's a big. boy. He's also seventy fifth like, percentile in in sprint speed. He is. Jake yeah. Berger doesn't mess around on the bases. I think you said something like that. He does not mess around on the bases. Hey, he man. gets moving. He's just got to hit the ball. He hits it so hard. 
That's a double. He's going to be an extra bases machine. I think Jake Berger is going to be. I think he's going to start to um, hit a little better. He's going to hit the ball. He's going to start to make contact. Okay, so oh, you can do that. If you can do that when you hit the ball, that's pretty good. Yeah. And you know who's delivered great results on the mound this year? It's Minnesota Twins rookie reliever Brock Stewart. He's actually not a rookie. I don't know why someone told me he was, but he's not. He's actually pitched in the MLB as far back as 2016, but he's been unsuccessful. He's actually put up negative war on fan graphs in each of his first four seasons. Very impressive. This year, however, in 20 and 25 and two thirds, sub one ERA. Yeah, Brock. With a FIP at at two, four, five. Okay, Brock. Ground ball rate, very low. Very low. But the strikeout rate is what's intriguing. 12.3 strikeouts per nine. Talk to him, Brock. Strikes the guys out. Minnesota Twins have a very good bullpen. Yeah, they do. Griffin Griffin Jackson, Taylor Gilbar. Yeah, Griffin Jackson. They have a very good bullpen. Dylan Jackson was almost who I put for this, but. Yeah. Brock Stewart has a sub one ERA, so I kind of have to mention that. Brock Stewart's an awesome name. Yeah, that's a great name. The name Brock is just a great name. Uh, for the AL Central, I have for the AL Central, I have nobody. No one. No one. No. Um, I guess the Minnesota Twins bullpen, Griffin Jacks, but yeah, I I struggled because the people that are good are good, and the people that are bad are bad. There's no one that's yeah. like, there's no one that's like clawing away at. Like you know who's doing good? I guess I guess you could say Pablo Lopez because his his FIP is That's like what, I fifty points him. lower I, than his than his ERA. But, I was thinking Eli Morgan too, who's having yeah. a great year. But once again, everyone knows who Eli Morgan is. He's a great reliever. Yeah, he was he was part of that that stable last year uh-huh. in Cleveland. So I, I guess I'll go Pablo Lopez because uh, he, he has the stuff. His strikeouts have been great. Uh, he's just got like a, a low four ERA with like a three five FIP. So. Mm. Keep doing your thing, Pablo. It'll all work out in the end. I'll move to the AL West. The AL West was my favorite. My favorite. There was a lot of picks. Yep, Especially on the lot. pitching side. I found a lot That's of That's all picks. I did, actually. I didn't pick a hitter. I went with two pitchers. You did pitchers. not pick a hitter? Yeah, I went with two pitchers. You went with two pitchers. Okay, then I'm going to go with two hitters. All right. I, like I don't it. have the data up, so I'm going to pull it up. But while I do that, I'm going to talk well, about you, my first hitter. Yeah. yeah which go is ahead. Texas Ranger, Leody Tavares. Tell me what he does. Leody Tavares rakes. That's what he does. Yeah. Leody Tavares has been, he has a career 89 WRC plus, and he has a 129 WRC plus right now. 357 Woba, which you may think for a guy who struggled in his career, never posted an X-Woba above 305. He has a 340 X-Woba this year. That's what I mean. I like guys that show improvements oh, yeah. with peripherals. That's how you support getting better. Leody Tavares rakes. Yeah, he does. He really does. He's posted two war already this year. Playing solid defense in the center field. What's his career He's shown war? speed. He's had career war is at, is three Got to be around two. Three point four. He posted a one point two war last year. He might double it. No, he's not putting up a six. Oh, he'll probably double it by the All Star break at this rate. <laughs> Yeah, I like what he's shown in the past too in the minors. Past. He's shown good defense in the minors. I've heard from prospects from prospect people. He's also shown base base stealing. Stole twenty bases on the minors. Only a right watching, now. You're out here watching every Rangers Triple A game. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. What else would I rather do with yeah. my life? Right. But yeah, Leody Tavares is a guy who I checked the stat sheet for the Texas Rangers, and I did not expect to see 
a one a one twenty WRC plus staring at me. Is that really that's the best lineup since I don't even I don't I don't know when. I don't even yeah, know where. They're very, so very good. good lineup. It's deep. that lineup it's is not insane. It's, it's obviously it's really good, right? You have Seeger, Semyon, Lau, and Garcia, the middle. but Heim, the depth. Jung, they're hitting Young, Mitch Garver. They're hitting Mitch Garver in the eight hole. Yeah. Travis Mitch Garver, Mitch Garver was a was a was a four hole, three hole, four hole, five hole guy in Minnesota. Travis Jankowski has a one fourteen WRC plus. He's your nine hitter. Like, That's ridiculous, and it won't stick. But no. I, Travis Jankowski, Mets yeah. legend. But uh, Padre, I, I really like this team, the Texas Rangers, the depth that they have. Yeah, you that was your pick, right, to win the AL West? No, I said they'd come. I said that I said, said they'd for the wild card spot. Yeah, I did say second. You said if yeah, if pitching can stay healthy, this team will fight for that. But they haven't stayed healthy, but they're still fighting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The pitching hasn't stayed healthy, but the lineup is just so insanely good. It just completely outdoes whatever the pitching is trying to do to lose. Bullpen's been pretty solid too. Will Smith's had a good year. Dane Dunning's been nice. Mm -hmm. He goes like five innings. Five and a third, five and two thirds. Oh, one run. Not too flashy, but it's it's one run, like two Ks and every double play imaginable. Shutting it down. Yeah. My first guy went with Matt Brash. Matt Brash has pitched 38 times this year. I think that's second among relievers only to like AJ Minter with guys of at least 20 innings pitched. Uh, he has a 373 ERA out of the pen. You might be like, why do they keep tossing this guy out there? He's just like a one inning guy. Well, he's got a 158 FIP. He's in the 98th percentile for whiff rate. And he strikes out 40% of the batters he faces with a 16.37K per nine. Yeah. Matt Brash is gross. Have you ever yeah, seen his slider? The, and the slider might like he's got the, he's got the snap dragon yeah, from hell and the curveball it drops like six feet yeah like the, the, the he's throwing 97 it, it'll all come along for matt Brash. yeah i know it well it, it, it pretty much is 373 is not a bad era by any means but yeah it, it you look at that and you're like oh he's a he's a decent reliever like he's a solid reliever now that 158 fifth he's gonna finish the year in like the two 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 three range for ERA. it'll think. get down probably probably to at least like a two five he's nasty yeah. Yeah. Go on a 15 his stuff, is, his stuff is far too good to be to be in it a plays. high three. It just plays. It plays so well. Yeah, Matt Brash. Matt Brash is disgusting. Um, the analytics are going to prevail for him. And he's going to be. He's going to finish one of the best relievers in baseball this year, when and will be, I think, for the rest of his career. When the analytics and the eye test match up, yeah, like that's when you can see a player that's bound to show improvements. Exactly. With Matt Brash, it definitely does. Yeah, the breaking stuff is. Better than the fastball, and the fastball yeah. touches 98. Exactly. So, just nasty stuff. Yeah. All right, My next your... Yeah, here we go. Maybe not. Maybe not the most underrated player, per se. Talk but a very it. fun player to have in baseball. On a horrific team. Oh. That would be Estuary Ruiz of the Ooh. Oakland A's. Estuary okay. Ruiz is on pace to steal 88 bags this year. Fun Something fact. Something easy. 88 bases. Yeah. What's the we most bag that. stolen in like the last 10 years? Is that Altuve when he had like 54? I don't know. Someone actually. nabbed 60? D. Gordon? I don't think so. But Ashley Ruiz is actually on pace to have the second most steals by a rookie in MLB history. God dang it. What's the most? 100? Vince Coleman, who had like a Billy, and, Billy Hamilton, and but like 1890s Billy Hamilton. Yeah, I need to look. I need to look at what he had. But it's Vince Coleman, his rookie year for the Cardinals. 
It's not an MLB network. It's not a baseball game. He had he won rookie of the year, and he stole 110 bags. Estre Ruiz will not see our 110 bags, but no, I doubt it. For a guy who has for a guy who came up this year, right? He was included in the Murphy trade, the Sean Murphy trade. He went from Milwaukee to Oakland. People were like, oh, he's just a speed guy. You know, he very might well be a speed guy. He has a sub 300 Woba. He has an 88 WRC plus. But your value be increases, even though you have a 315 on base percentage, when if you're on first base, the the, the defense, everyone in the stadium knows you're going to get to second. Yeah. So pretty much if the, slug, the slugging, who cares if the slugging's low if you're just going to steal second base? Yeah. He's only been caught stealing. Oh, I can't see how much he's been caught stealing. 64 for D. Gordon in 2014. Ellsbury had 70 in 09. He's going to shatter 70. Yeah. That's the most. Already at, 30, um, already at 39? Oh, no. 78 from Jose Reyes. I think he'll get around close to that. I think yeah, he'll flirt with 80. I mean, him, I really him and Acuna do, right now. The American League leader last year in stolen bases with 35 with Jorge Mateo. Yeah, he already has more Adalberto, than that. He's played 77 games. Yeah. Malik Smith. Let's go. Just a, um, a fun a fun player to have in baseball. In my so opinion. fun. On a on a team on a team that we've been trying to highlight more, yeah. Brent, we talked about Brent Rooker, Ryan Noda. I mean, if their pitching wasn't the worst I've ever seen, then yeah, I don't think they'd be that bad. They can score a little bit of runs. They're talking. They're tossing out the ace, JP Sears. Uh, yeah, Ken no. Waldachuk is the worst starter in the American League. I think. To be fair, I believe it. I believe the one in Oakland is Mason Miller. And yes. Bryce is on Seattle. Yeah, yeah, Mason. Mason Miller, Miller yeah. has been nasty yeah. before he got hurt, but yeah. They were scared for Tommy John. I think he avoided it, but he's still out for, until like September. Yeah, that's worth so, it. Ashley Ruiz, fun player. My second pitcher is in the state of California. Plays for the Los Angeles Angels. It's Reed Detmers. Uh, Reed Detmers only has one win in 13 starts. Would you consider that good? Wins don't matter. Wins don't matter at all. He's a four- 0-2 ERA in 69 in the third innings. Would you consider that good? I'd say it's average. ERA is a little misleading. He's got the eighth lowest FIP among pitchers with at least, I believe, 50 innings pit, uh, 60 innings pitched in the AL with the 3-2-7. He's got the fourth highest K per nine with the 10.9. His walks are around 3-5, but that's going to come with the strikeout stuff. Reed Detmers is good. Very good. Reed Detmers has that. He's got a big breaking ball. Um they they paired him up Griffin Canning him and Griffin Canning right now are the two yeah. young two young starters in uh in LA um I, that team the look, team's looking a little scary I think was it they outscored the Rockies uh 32 to 18 on the weekend and and lost the series 18 I was less than 18 or 32 to 15 something like that something like that yeah but they lost Tungsten Armo Doyle um but yeah Reed Detmers Reed Detmers has been has been good this year one yeah. win in 13 starts doesn't look good. 402 doesn't look good, but the stuff is there. The stuff's playing. And in classic, classic Angels fashion, when a player is playing well, he's not winning. So, yeah, I remember him pitching. Embodying that team. I remember him pitching the, the April series they had against the Red Sox that spanned over Marathon Monday. And I was watching Reed Detmer's pitch. I believe he pitched the Saturday game in that series. No, it was a Sunday game where they honored the 2013 team. He pitched that game, and I remember watching, thinking, 
when did Reed Detmers like since when could he throw 96 miles an hour? Yeah, when did he find it? When did he find it? Hasn't, it has not it. been there. He's a very, very good pitcher. Yeah. He started with Garrett Whitlock in that two hour game that they played, the sub yeah. two game. Yeah, but he the, the stuff has very much come along for Reed Detmers, which I thought was his problem. I didn't think the stuff was good enough with Reed. Yeah, it, it's it's it was big stuff, but it wasn't good stuff. It was like it, it broke. Like it was the eye test would be like, oh wow, yeah. that's a big curveball. That's a that that breaks a lot. But but if it, I feel it like stuff didn't break. play, it didn't yeah, play. It didn't, off play. Each other. it didn't play. But now he's meshed it all together, or it looks yeah. like the tunnels are there. Yeah, the the fastball looks better. Fastball looks like it has more life on it, and the curveball and slider they might not be as big, but they're sharper. Yeah, and, and I think for the he's uh, made big strides. Yeah, and with that, you can say for about the 12th season in a row, looking bright in Los Angeles for the Angels. Let's move on to the National League East. Um, when I got to the National League, I kind of, I started, I did two groups. Like, I started grouping players. Mm-hmm. So, gets a little interesting, gets a little funky. Let's get into it. Respect. Give me your hitter from the I National have League East. a second former number one prospect. That has not been getting as much national hype as he should due to him struggling in his first couple games. That is Francisco Alvarez. Ah. When Alvarez got called up, Mets fans wanted him back down. The national media was on it. Let the kids play. Now that he's playing well, nothing. Not a peep from anyone. He has a 107 WRC+. He was carrying that Mets offense for Him and Brett Beatty, yeah. They were carrying that Mets offense. no one else doing anything. Marte struggles. Yeah. I think that Marcana struggles. I think that Francisco Alvarez coming in, you know, he had that 70 grade raw power. Like he's a he's a great prospect. He was at one point the number one overall prospect. And he's came out and raked. The the expected stuff isn't there for him. I will give that. Yeah. The expected stuff is not there. The XO was below 300. But with a guy with his with a guy with his natural power. I don't I don't see how that's gonna hold him back. I really he's, don't. He's 21, 22. He's young, yeah, he's gotta be yeah. like that. And my thing with Francis 21, my thing yeah. with Francisco Alvarez doesn't turn 22 until after the season. Okay. But my thing with Francisco Alvarez Might as well is be the 18. Defense, the defense has been there. He's been probably a top 10 defensive catcher in baseball since his call-up. Once again, stuff that not many people thought would be uh would be a positive for him. And now he's yeah. playing good defensively. Yeah, we I usually. Think that, I don't. I think that I don't know why enough spotlight hasn't been put on Francisco Alvarez or Riley Green as two number one prospects who are succeeding this year. I think with Alvarez, it's New York media. If you're yeah, doing 100%. good, they're like, "Well, we expect that out of you." And exactly. if you're doing poorly, exactly. we're gonna we're gonna jump on you. So yeah, 100%. Alvarez, and with a, a power hitting catcher, usually it's you're not expecting those defensive yeah. numbers. It's kind of been with like the case with like Jonah Heim. That's why the hype around him has been so huge this mm-hmm. year. Is he's like a He's, what, he's a, a 135, 140 WRC plus hitter, and he's the best defensive catcher in baseball. Yeah, when you can year. when you can play Kramer, defense, at least. when you can play defense and hit, you're yeah. positive, net positive, especially 100%. at that position. That's what you're I mean, a fringe all star. Offer Buster, Buster Posey's considered one of the best catchers of all time because he just did that. Exactly, he you mastered the position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, my hitter, it's Orlando Arcia. He's been around the league for a little while, a little bit. Um, the nine hitter in Atlanta. Good spot for him. There's a lot of skepticism entering the season. Again, another thing, kind of like with the Turner deal in Boston, uh, Braves fans were not not happy when Vaughn Grissom got sent down. 
Yeah. Um, Von Grissom got he got time in the postseason last year, right? I believe so. I think he I think he performed pretty well, but Arcia doesn't he didn't care. He does not care. He didn't care what you had to say about him. He's a 127 WRC plus and six outs above average at shortstop this year. He's been amazing. He has been very, very. They were good. expecting sub, probably sub league average hitting and and above league average defense because that's been the main thing with Grissom is his defense is yeah not 100%. that great. So they wanted Arcia there. Um, he's exceeded expectations so far. He's he's a fringe all star. He is, yeah, yeah. Some fringe, people. I, I he's an all star. Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if he was an all star. Um. Orlando Arce has been he's been fantastic this year. The Braves have been fantastic. Um, so I, I kind of felt a little cheap just showing light in the Braves because they are so good and they get so much coverage. But Arce has been nailed. Yes, yeah, I agree. In a, in a tough position too. In a tough position tough person, where yeah. the younger guys the coming up and the media pretty much the media doesn't want you there. He was he was supposed to be a placeholder. Who's going to carry the boats? Arce. Yeah, he's a placeholder, and now he's he's a full time. And now he's a starter. Now he's going to yeah. be an all star, most likely. Yeah. I think. I think I think he'll be a reserve. Uh, with well, with and with vote. injuries and with and injuries and votes stinks. With injuries, he'll definitely be an all star. Yeah. Some guys will opt out. Hundred yeah. percent. That's how it works. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the pitchers in the National League East. My underrated pitcher. This was to me the easiest pick of the whole episode. Braxton Garrett. Oh yeah. Turning it on as of late, yeah. him and Yuri Perez. Yeah. Yep. We've been looking for. We've been looking at the Marlins, right? They'd have all. They'd have all these. They've. Oh my goodness. Nice. They have had all these young pitchers. Started with Sixto Santos. Where is he? Someone checked on him lately. They, remember, was it this offseason the picture of Sixto appeared? Yeah. Where okay. Yeah, it was. Somebody. Junkie. Somebody just took a picture of Sixto Sanchez and said, "This is Sixto Sanchez," and posted it on Twitter. It's like I, I finally saw him after two years. Three years, Max almost. Bay- Max Bayer, yeah, Tom Max John. Bayer, Minnesota. When he comes, oh, when he comes back, uh, Sandy struggled this year. San- He's a stud. He's a stud. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get to I'll get to that. Sandy's been Edward, bad, but I'll get to Edward that. Cabrera struggled stuff, this year. Stuff hasn't been that great this year. Braxton, Trevor Rogers, remember him? Made an All Star mm-hmm. game, twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty one. He's not that. Braxton Garrett is going to be the number. Is going to be the number three of the staff. Led by Sandy and Yuri. Yeah. Braxton Garrett this year has posted a 364 ERA. You you look at that, you think he's pretty good, right? Yeah. He's got he's got the 311 FIP and oh, yeah. the 272 X FIP. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ground ball percentage almost at 50. Ground ball percentage almost at 50. Yeah. And he's carrying like a a 20 inning scoreless streak, I believe. Yeah. Something like that. And Perez is doing the same thing, I think. Mm-hmm. He's got Braxton what thirty two inning thirty two innings and one earned run and like thirty five strikeouts or something like that. Yes, he's been ridiculous. Yeah, Braxton Garrett. They took him high in the draft. Deserved Remember, he's top ten pick. Twenty five years old, under control for till twenty twenty nine. He's gonna be a cog of this Marlins. Yeah, I think that might have worked out. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a very very good pitcher. Who I don't think you obviously spotlight goes on Yuri. He's nasty, right? He's not as good as Yuri. Braxton Garrett is not as good as him, but. A four-man rotation for the future of Sandy, Yuri Perez, Braxton Garrett, and Max Mayer is nasty. Yeah, and if six, I think though, he's firmly within that group. If six, though, exists again, who's that? You, if you have a control, who's that? Uh, if you have control over of four pitchers for the next four to five years, yeah, that's 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 the most you can ask for. 
Um, Edward Cabrera as well. He's still a good pitcher. I hate you for taking that because mine is the young arms in the Marlins rotation. So Yuri Perez and Braxton Garrett, I mean, we pretty much just talked about it. Both of them are top five in the NL for FIP, for starters. Jesus Lazardo, forgot about him. Forgot about him. He's the 13th in FIP. And then you got Sandy, who's got like a five ERA, I think, this year. I saw, uh, I think it was a Just Baseball TikTok, um, talking about Sandy. How this is very true. It seems like when he gets hit, it's all in one inning. When it rains, it pours. He's 19th in FIP in the National League. Yeah, I was going to say, he's had a, his FIP was like 3-6 or something like that. All four of those guys, Yuri Perez, Braxton Garrett, Jesus Lizardo, and Sandy Alcantara, are sub 3-7-6, or 3-7-6 or below when it comes to FIP. Mm-hmm. And not enough people are talking about Miami. Yeah, At the beginning I, of the year, we said, we said at the beginning of the year, this is the sneaky team in the NL. Sneaky. And they're yeah, doing exactly what we said. We said, that we're, they, we said they were going to be like the Sox. They're, they've been better. Um, they're sneaky. They're very sneaky. They're, they're a team. They're a team. Uh, yeah, they, they are definitely. one bat away. One bat away from being a serious problem in the NL. Yeah. You can find a bat at the deadline. That's easy. And some of their guys have struggled. Yeah. Jazz has struggled. He's coming back. He's been better he defensively, though. Surprisingly, he's. I think he's three outs above average in center field. He's been great. He was the best yeah. defensive center fielder in baseball before he got hurt. Yeah. Which is crazy because he looked lost, lost. in spring training. But Jazz has been... Mediocre at the plate. I, he just got. Uh, I think he just got reinstated today. He did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Cooper has also struggled at the plate. He's a very good hitter. They yeah. can pick up one bat somewhere. Maybe a third, a power hitting third baseman. They're everywhere mm-hmm. in baseball. Yeah, we know this. Yeah. A Bobby Dahlbeck. For Could what? Be a nice fit. Could be a yeah, nice for fit. A nice, for a nice see. bag of Cracker Jacks. Yeah, we can take like anyone. They suck. Yeah. Uh, maybe even Jason, a nice. Jesus Sanchez actually. He's been solid. Uh, yeah. He was all, he was almost my underrated hitter for the National League. Jason, Jason been, I don't know how to not, say his name. Jesus he almost, Sanchez. Yeah, Jesus. He's a great. He's one ten WRC plus. He's been yeah. solid. Very. Very. All right, moving on to the National League Central. Who's your hitter? Probably my favorite player in all of baseball. That's not a Red Sox. Or it's never been a Red Sox. Probably never will be a Red Sox. Mm-hmm. But it's Ian Happ. Ah. Ian Happ switch hitting. Yes. Switch hitting outfielder Ian Happ. Yeah. He had completely lost his power this year. Mm, lost not in London, though. Not no, overseas. No, that, doesn't, that doesn't count. Doesn't count. The balls were... They're, they're using the Mark McGuire the, ball. They're using the um, the Field Dreams balls in London. Ian Happ. ISO. Career low in ISO. Showed a trend, though. I, I He's trending down. Yeah, I didn't think it would reach this bad. I think it will get back up. And the reason why I think he'll be so deadly when he gets it back up, he already has a 128 WRC plus. And Just he imagine. has seven home runs. And he's he's got a bunch of doubles. You know what I mean? Like that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. 18 Hold doubles. On. But once again, last year he had 42 doubles and 17 home runs. He's Super on pace for about season last that. year. He's on pace for about that. He's been way better than that in his career. He's on pace yeah. for about that. But the WRC plus is up eight points. Ian Happ is the best player on the Chicago Cubs. Yep. I don't know why enough people are not not enough people are talking about Ian Happ. He, I think, I don't. He, to me, he's been the most underrated player in baseball for years. It, he they gave him that extension, right? And it was yeah, they did. They it was kind of jump change. I heard people. I heard people were saying that like, it, isn't it eighty? Isn't it like eighty him? something? It was like four years, eighty something. It was a bunch of money. 
Some people Not are like, either. oh, they should still trade him. No. No. That's who they're building the team around. They're yeah. building the team around Ian Happ. Exactly, as they should. He, he is their hitter. Yes. Switch and hitting. You don't, you don't see very many switch hitters. They still have Saya. Saya. They have Tap Saya. You, uh, you gave Swanson Nico the big Horner. deal. Yeah, Nico, Nico Horner. Horner. Singles legend. It, um, Nick Madrigal, is he still there? He's a, He exists. Is he hurt? Is he? I don't know. PCA is coming up soon. Yeah. God. Yeah. Mets. Yeah, I can't Mets wait for that ball. jersey. I can't wait for that jersey. Goes from hip bone to hip bone. Uh, my hitter in the National League Central. He is a leadoff man for the most exciting team in baseball. TJ Friedel. I think. Yeah, Friedel. Yeah, Friedel. Really? I, I, he was not old. the red I would have picked. Is it who would you go? Matt McLean? Matt McLean. Yeah, Beast. That's fair. It's Friedel's first full big league season. I think he had like 70 or 50 games last year. He was decent. Yeah. Um, he's kind of been a centerpiece for them. He starts off every he's I think he, he leads off against um lefties and then Kevin Newman leads off against righties. Does he? I thought Friedel was a lefty. Is Newman leading off against lefties then? No, I think India's leading off against lefties. I've seen they've had Kevin Newman the last few they, games leading I don't off. Know. They've been rotating guys. But I yeah, they have been rotating guys. Um Friedel's got a 125 WRC plus this year. He's just been completely overshadowed by Matt McLean, Spencer Steer. Uh, Ellie David Cruz and um, Jonathan India, who's doing better this year, but DJ Friedel is is a very underrated leadoff hitter, and I, I think he's he's been someone who's been a, a big centerpiece for the Reds this year. I agree, he's been a cog for them. And the Reds are they awesome. That lineup. The they're Reds are amazing. awesome. They're, they're so my favorite cool. team in baseball. To they're watch so right cool. They're must. They're actually must watch TV for the first time. Yeah, Joey Votto. Since like he's back, he's banging again. Yeah. Yeah, I saw someone on Twitter saying this. Most truest thing I've ever heard in my life. Baseball is better with Joey Votto's banging. Yep. Ellie De La Cruz is probably the most exciting player in baseball already. Yeah. Like it's him, him, and obviously Otani. Yeah. Those and are the Acuna. two guys who are Those when three. they're when they're playing, they're a must-watch. Acuna. Acuna as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ellie just does something ridiculous every night, it seems. Yeah. It's something new. Starts running 35 miles an hour around the bases. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. All right, who you got for your pitcher in the National League Central? This was tough. I wanted to go with Andrew Abbott, but Andrew Abbott's kind of got a lot of press for the way he yeah. started. Yep. I'm going to go with my feel-good story of the season. Julio Tehran. Mm-hmm. Remember him in Atlanta? Yeah. Long, long time ago. Pre-COVID was the yeah. last time this dude was good. He was... He was a consistent. He was a perennial All Star. Yeah, in Atlanta, right? COVID season started. Got traded to the Angels. He sucked. He was horrible. Twenty twenty one had made one start for the Giants, not for the Giants, for the Tigers. Didn't pitch at all last year in the in the bigs. This year comes up with Milwaukee. sets a sets a franchise record. First guy to go. First guy to go five starts combined thirty innings, less than one run per start. Something like that. Yeah. Some ESPN asked that. Yeah, of course. But it was very, very cool to see Julio Tehran. He was someone that, like, he was my favorite pitcher when I was, like, 10. I loved him. He was electric on the mound. Yeah. He was. He threw hard. He threw at people. Yeah. He was tough. He was a tough little pitcher. Now he's coming in. He's got a 1-5-3 ERA over six starts. 
The fifth, were, it was, the fifth good. Sub four. The changeup, right? That he, he learned a new changeup grip, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. He was like perfecting a changeup grip. Yeah. But yeah, he's just a fun guy. Yeah. To see you doing, good, doing well again. I got another group for pitchers for the National League Central. Back end relief in the entire division. It's been excellent. So the Reds have kind of overshadowed the entire division. Um, rightfully so. They've been the best storyline in baseball, without a doubt. But the back end relief in the NL Central has been insane. You have Alexis arguably Diaz. Are arguably the four best closers in baseball in one division. Mm-hmm. And then I, I lumped the two uh, Cubs guys together. So I got Alexis Diaz, David Bednar, Devin Williams, Ryan Helsley, and then Adbert Alzelay and Mark Leiter Jr. have been amazing this year. Between the six of them, they combined for 63 saves and an average FIP of 263 with a Ks per nine over 12. Yeah. Those guys, it's the back end bullpen work in the National League Central is has been yeah. perfect this entire season. I don't know why I said the top four. I still have it in my head that Josh Hader pitches for the Brewers. <laughs> if he did, it would be the best bullpen division maybe ever. It's up there. I mean, they're going to end up with 130 combined saves, maybe. Yeah, it depends on what happens with Bednar. Yeah, I mean, if he gets he dealt, get yeah. I don't think he gets dealt. I don't think they'll do it. No, I think they're he's he's one of their pieces. I agree. Great pitcher. Yeah. And I mean, seeing with how bad that division is, like as if you're a team anyone, in that division, you got it. You, you you have to be a buyer. Not even maybe not this season, but like you can't you, you can't be like selling hard pieces. Buy. You don't have to hard buy, but you shouldn't sell. But if you're a team like the Pirates who are who are like two years away, a year away from from being an eighty mid eighties win team, there's no reason to be a seller. Don't sell the core guys. You can sell yeah. the other guys. Yeah. Sell like your sell Santana, like your sell like Carlos Santana. Yeah, sell like your Carlos Santana. Sell your Rich Hill. Yeah. Send your sell your like maybe Andrew McCutcheon. I don't I wouldn't do it. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. He's just a franchise icon, but I can yeah. understand if you did. But sell those guys. Don't sell your Johan Oviedo. Don't sell your your young starters. Your Definitely Mitch don't sell Mitch Keller. Yeah. Or Bednar. Keep those guys. Yeah. And then build around your core of hitters. That's pretty good. Henry Davis, playing good. It is. They got other yeah, guys. It's just that division's up for grabs every year. Just called up Nick Gonzalez. Yeah, I think that's what we said at the beginning of the year. We said the NL Central is like the the AFC North. Yeah, it's just a like rock that. fight. Yeah, I know. It's a gritty rock fight. Um, very very dog heavy division. Yeah. All right, so we'll head to the National League West. Kind of been a rock fight as well this year. Hundred percent's been a rock fight. Padres are not out of it. Not at in all. Opinion, Never. I, I mean, you see how much money they spend. They better not be team, out of it. You can't be out of it. No. My underrated player is going to be Jason Hayward of the Dodgers. Yes. Jason Hayward, once again, career resurgence. He forgot how to hit in Chicago. He did. He the, Dodgers just, the Dodgers just do this. He couldn't do it. The, the Dodgers, he got into the lab, whatever lab the Dodgers have. They have a pitching lab and a hitting lab. Yeah. He, I think he got in the hitting lab. We haven't seen him on the mound yet. He no, could probably I, I, throw, throw a 3 5 over 50 innings out of the pen. Yeah. But Hayward. 115 WRC plus. That's the highest he's posted in years. Years. Yeah. Excluding 2020, that's the highest he's posted since 2015 when he was with the Cardinals. Yeah, because 2020 didn't the exist. Defense is, the defense is still good with Hayward, too. It is. He's, playing, he's been playing a lot of center at like yeah, 44 yeah. years old. I know. He's younger than you think. He's only 33. That's like, uh, that's like I remember getting like a Mike Cameron baseball card, and I'd look at the back, and the font was tiny. Because it would just be, it would be every single team. Yeah, Jay Hay sticks around. Yeah. 
Dude, he, I mean, he debuted when he was 20. He played a full season at age 20. And that was his best Dude, season, though? Uh, second best? That season he had with the Cardinals was ridiculous. Yeah. The contract. That was the, that was the, the contract here, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. It's crazy so how good he rookie year was his best. Contract his, rookie, his rookie year was his best offensive season, but the overall, the 5.6 war, he hasn't received that. Yeah. His rookie year wasn't close to that. Yeah, when yeah someone, great player. When someone just needs underrated a contract, they, just, they go off. It's ridiculous. Very just your whole career. career. Yeah, yeah, Jay Hayes. He didn't really, I don't think he ever lived up to expectation, but he's been a, a very but solid lineup piece. He didn't live up to the absurdly career. high expectations that were placed for him. I mean, when you put, when yeah, when you play that good of a, I think, of a rookie campaign, you kind of, I think that, I mean, but you can't say a 35, you can't say a 35 war career is unsuccessful. Oh, not at all. Like, exactly. Like, the expectations he didn't reach, but he still has a successful but it's a career. very successful career. You yeah. see the same thing with like the Upton twins. Yeah, Justin Upton is still like what three hundred and seventy-five career home runs. They're both their BJ's like that. BJ, BJ got at least twenty WAR. Justin Upton got close to forty WAR. I yeah. think. Like successful careers, they weren't the perennial all stars you thought, but yeah. good careers. Yeah. Even like Desmond Jennings, twenty-six nah. WAR. No, he was not. Yeah, I think for his career, what did he? he was like a ten WAR for his career. Dude, he played like seven years. He never played after that last year with Tampa in 2016. Gave up. Oh yeah, thirteen four WAR. What are we doing, Desmond? Solid player though. Yeah, yeah. When he was there, when he decided to play. Who was your National League hitter? National My League National West. League hitter, the NL West. Ha Seong Kim. Hmm. Almost chose him. Yeah. I mean, Padres go out. They get a shortstop. They get our shortstop. Um, Xander Bogarts. But that didn't stop him at all. Hassan Kim didn't care. He's been one of the best middle infield defenders for the last year, two years. Since he came into the league. He's doing it again. He's got seven outs above average at a second and short combined. And he's not costing offensive production doing so. He's He's got a 109 WRC+. plus. So that would be the highest of his career. If the season were to end, um, he's been he's been awesome. I agree. He, he uh, ties that team, he ties that team together entirely. I mean, he must be helping Bogarts play defense or something too, because he decided to to pick up the glove this year. Yeah, he did it last year too. Maybe yeah. figure something out. Maybe Bogarts yeah. figure something out. I think the shift definitely helps him. No shift. Yeah. Yeah. And playing with Kim obviously helps, and Machado on either side of you. That's yeah. You really Arguably don't need to move. Two best players at each position. Yeah, you like, don't need to move at all. Much. No. Pitchers. This was tough. This was a tough division to find out. This one pitchers. was tough because it's yeah. It's like the guys that are good. It's like the central, the AL central. The guys that are good are good. And even the guys that are good have struggled. Yeah. Arias hasn't pitched that well. Except for one guy. My pitchers. My pitchers. I did the key and I went with a group. My group of pitchers. Is the Rockies' bullpen. The Rockies suck. Their starting pitching is horrible. They're bad. Austin They're Gomber. Bad. Kyle Freeland is your best starter, and his ERA is like five. Yeah. Um. But I want to point out, they have four guys in the back of their bullpen. Brent Suter, who was, was – he had a great career in Milwaukee. Brent Suter, um, dumb and dumber, right? He's the, he's the dumb and dumber guy? Yeah. He's been yeah, around he's forever. Awesome. Teams. Great yeah. pitcher. Sub three ERA. Brad Hand, Mr. Yep. Trade Deadline. Yep. As we were going through, as we were going through our trade deadline candidates, like I literally have Brad Hand on my Google Doc. His I have Brad Hand, 
in parentheses, Mr. Trade Deadline. Yeah. seems like he gets traded every deadline or he's, oh, he's going to go somewhere this year. Definitely. Um, he's for been like re- a, really... He's going to go somewhere for like have, a 28th to 35th prospect in a system. The two guys that I have highlighted are two relievers that I've never heard of coming into the year. who are young relievers for the Colorado Rockies. Jake Bird and Justin Lawrence. Jake Bird, 3-2-2 ER. Is the one he's the one that throws like 99 sidearm, right? Yeah, he's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah he's gross. Jake Bird's got the 322 ERA, the 301 FIP, 372 X FIP. Like he's been great out of the bullpen. And then Justin Lawrence. Uh he's picked up, he started, he's resumed the closer role because Pierce Johnson's horrible. Really bad. Uh, he has a 302 ERA, 312 FIP, 399 X FIP. Justin Lawrence, as we said, the stuff is ridiculous. He's, he's, got, he's sidearm. Yeah, it's like, like mid to uh, upper nines, pure sidearm. Yeah. The, the the slider moves four feet. Yeah, gross. it's gross. Jake Bird, to me, is the underrated guy. And the thing I like about both these guys is they've been working out of the pen. Jake Bird, he started one game this year. So it's not like he's purely a reliever. He's He was more of a long reliever. They started pushing him more to the back of the bullpen, kind of yeah. like what the Red Sox did with Garrett Whitlock in 2021. 50.1 innings for Jake Bird. It's just that's 41, 41.2 innings for Justin Lawrence. Both Jake Bird got are, more innings than Taj Bradley. Yeah. Jake Bird is very good. Yeah. Too. Like the peripherals match up. I think that the Rockies, their bullpen is actually good. They don't have a bad team. The lineup's not that bad either. It's just the starting pitching is so, so bad. bad. It's so bad. And it sucks too. I like the Rockies. Yeah. But Black. Yeah, great, great man. I went with I went with the guy who's been he's been pretty good for the last uh, two three years, including this year. I went with Alex Cobb. Now he was my he was my pick. I had him written down. Then I went with the Rockies. Yeah, he's right. been awesome this year. He's been good the last two years. He's been awesome this year. I agree. So he he looked like he was going to be like a back end guy, back end starter for like after like he had that rough five year stretch end of Tampa into Baltimore and then mm-hmm. L A. Um, in 2021 and 2022, he had like an ERA in the three sevens, but his FIP was like two eight. Giants and this year, around. this year he's got a 309. He's finally hit that expected stats. Um, 79 and a third innings pitched, 309 ERA. Alex Cobb's been awesome for the Giants. Yeah, had him in one of the fantasy leagues. Recently went on the IL, but I think he's coming back soon. I believe. Hopefully. I believe he just made like a rehab starter, maybe a second one, and he should be back by like next week or something. Hopefully. All right, that for wraps a surging up. Giants team. Yes, very, very. very what is that? What did they take? What did they take? Nine in a row? Nine in a row, I believe. Yeah. All right. I think that, that wraps it up. All right. We got trade candidates for the 2023 deadline. Nick gave me three players. I gave him three players. We each had to come up with three trade scenarios for or a trade scenario for each of them. We didn't tell each other what that trade scenario was, though. Each person's going to play GM and see if that trade would go through. I'm going to start. You gave me Tim Anderson. Now, Tim Anderson's been atrocious. This Very season. bad. He's been damn near awful. Struggled with injuries. He's a good player. Oh, yeah, he's a good player, but um, he's been damn awful this year. Uh, with that being said, Colton Wong's been even worse. I think Seattle tries to buy, and they might slot Tim Anderson at 2B. Keep okay. J.P. Crawford at short. Okay. Seattle got a taste of the postseason last year. They got bit by the bug, the six-legged freak of the postseason. Um, and I think they think October's knocking again. Um, I don't think it is. 
I mean, I think I said they were they were going to win the division. I don't think October's knocking for them this year. But I know Seattle wants nothing more than to go back to the postseason because they don't want to have to live that drought again. Um, Seattle's number two prospect is a shortstop, but he's only 19. And Anderson deal expires after this year, club option in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if they pick that up, he'd be gone by the time that guy's coming up. I think um, I think the Mariners are going to send Chicago. They're struggling AAA slash MLB right-handed reliever and 22nd prospect Juan Den. And I think they're also going to send shortstop prospect, 14th prospect, Axel Sanchez. And then they're going to give them Chris Flexen for Tim Anderson. I, I think, think I declined that. Uh, yeah, I would have probably, probably declined that. Too. I think I declined that in a heartbeat. I don't think that's enough for Tim Anderson. They, I, I, think I think they might hard. juice up um, a better ball yeah, than They need at least – I think they need at least top 10 prospect for Tim Anderson, who I don't think is a rental with the club option. That's a really cheap club option. You're taking it anyway. Yeah. I look at the Mariners' top prospects. There's some guys that definitely stick out. Obviously, Harry Ford sticks out, but yeah. they would never give up. They would never give up. They're not giving up Harry Ford. I think maybe a guy like, yeah, Feldman Sistelin. I think you said him as like a, he's a young guy. He's only in rookie ball, 17 yeah. years old. Maybe you take a chance on him and you get some pieces around yeah. him, some closer yeah. to MLB pieces. Maybe then you get me accepting and thinking about it. But for Tim Anderson, do, no, I, I decline. Yeah, they do. thing they did with um with Chris Sale. Kind of go for a young, unproven prospect. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah sure. I just think regardless, the White Sox are going to be in their eternal rebuild. Yeah, I think they need to They need to just blow it all up. Keep Louie Bob, trade yeah. everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I think they've, they've won one. Are they, like, postseason, like, series? They haven't won a postseason series since, what, 05? I don't think they've won anything since 05. But before that, I don't think they they had. I don't think I think that's the only time they've won a postseason series is two thousand five yeah. in like the last sixty years. Yeah, I, they're not a very successful franchise. No, they're the furthest thing from it almost. Yeah, they're terrible, and I think that yeah, they're just cursed. This is an eternal rebuild. So maybe I toss them some more prospects because they're probably not going to pan out to be much because they're just going to lose. Uh, yeah, I'd probably decline that too. I just Tim Anderson's just been so bad. I feel like they're. Might not be Seattle that's willing to to spend for that, but I think a, a different team, like you said before this, the Dodgers. I think they might be able to. They might be willing to overspend for Tim Anderson. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of speaking of the White Sox to the Dodgers, Dylan Cease. Yeah. Well, I believe if he, he is to get dealt, will be a Dodger. Now I have a very very big hat haul for him, but I think that a Tim Anderson is included in this deal, possibly. Maybe you upgrade one of the lower end prospects for a little bit, but I think eventually Tim Anderson will be in this deal. Plus, Dylan Cease does have team control until twenty twenty five. Yeah, so he's he's good. A lot more time. Very very good pitcher coming along this year. Started horrible. The strikeout stuff's always going to be there. His walks were awful. Yeah, I agree. Okay, to start off as the centerpiece of this trade, I have the number five and number six prospects of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Trade right hand pitcher Gavin Stone, who we saw make his MLB debut earlier this year. Yep. And outfielder Andy Pages, who some believe is the best hitter in the Dodgers system. Yep. And then I'm also including the number 20 ranked prospect, Johnny Del- 
Luca, outfielder, okay. recently got called up to the MLB. Speed guy, yep. raked in AAA. Yep. Like it's 870 AAA OPS. And then right-hand pitcher, number 28 prospect, Kyle Hurt, who's had a very solid AAA career. Okay. Maybe he's in double A, actually. I think he's in double A, but he's been solid. Like 315 in double A. Yeah. But not a high prospect because he's older. So you're thinking they do something similar with what they did when they got Turner and Scherzer? Yes. Prospect load. But with Anderson and Cease. Not yeah, as good I could I could as... I could see that. I think that if I'm the White Sox, I take that. What if you're the Dodgers? I don't know. You don't you don't know about that? I, with, I feel like that's Anderson an easier that's an easier trigger to pull for the White Sox than really? than for the Dodgers. I mean, they can they can take Anderson to the hitting lab, but it's the Babip numbers this year. Uh-huh. He's not feasting off the Babip. So you wouldn't take that. I don't know if I'm the dot. I probably would because I think Cease is going to turn it back around, and I think that would be huge for them. Yeah, but, I think they I think they might give up. I think they might upgrade one of those prospects in a Cease trade. Yeah, I don't know yeah. though. They could. They could turn Andy Pages into a Diego Cartoya or something like that. I think that's a better. It's a better maybe deal. if Los Angeles, maybe if Los Angeles is dumb enough, they'll get a they'll turn Gavin Stone into Bobby Miller. I doubt uh, it. I doubt it. I mean, but the way it's looking right know, now, you'd rather have Bobby Miller than Dylan Cease in general. And yeah, for the future, one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. If I'm the White Sox, I take that deal ten out of ten times. Interesting. I agree. I would have taken that deal. Yeah. I made that deal with. I'm keep, I'm keeping that deal in mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, the second player you gave me was Mark Canna. Interesting. He's um, an exp- he's expiring, right? Uh, I believe so. Um, so you look at the the versatility of Luis Guillorme and Jeff McFeeble, um, and the recent play of Tommy Pham all allow for Mark Canna to hit the trade block. I think that's that's super fair. Yeah, I agree. Ken has been above average league hitter this year, 105 WRC plus, but there is Club zero option. need for him to be on the roster. Club option for next year. There's no reason for him to be on the roster. Mm-hmm. So I think he hits the crosstown rival New York Yankees. Mm. We're always looking to buy. Always looking yeah. to buy. And uh, their injuries in the outfield have been prominent this year. So I think they're looking to make a splash. I think they trade Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar for Mark Clint. Kent. Just kidding. <laughs> I was about to that's say. That's the classic Yankees. That's the Yankees Twitter um, trade deal. Anytime anyone was on the block, they'd be like, oh, yeah, Kershaw's on the block. Let's go Andujar and Clint Frazier. And then our Esteban uh, Floreal, too. Yeah, that was their, their favorite package. Now, I actually think um, the contract at DJ LeMay, he was getting worse and worse. The Yankees got to get rid of it. Steve Cohen, deep pockets. I think he might take that on. Especially if Jeff McNeil might have to play a little more outfield. Might be fine putting LeMayhew in the infield for a couple. Yeah. Him and Guillermo as a platoon. Yeah. I think um I think the Yankees also throw in twenty sixth prospect Carson Coleman, who's been pitching really well this year. Mm-hmm. And big league reliever Albert Abreu. But I think yeah. that might be too much for the Mets right now. And I think they would toss in Bryce Montez de Aca. Yeah, I I don't think Montez de Aca is really that good of a pitcher. I don't either, but he throws really it's hard, tough. and the Yankees love just having a reliever that throws hard and it goes nowhere. Like I, I'd take that. If I'm, both, if I'm both sides, I'd take that. I, I don't know if that, i take that if I'm the Yankees, but if I'm the Mets, I'm 100% taking it. Yeah. 
the Yankees I think, probably got to I think the Yankees would take it to dump LeMahieu. I agree. I think that's their main thing. Because Abreu's been meh. He's been decent this year. Yeah. Um, LeMahieu's been bad. Just flat out bad. And um, I think they can risk giving up Carson Coleman because they have a lot of they're pretty deep when it comes to pitching prospects. Yeah, and they're they're the Yankees. I was thinking Luis Gee. Always signed. I was thinking Luis Gee. Yeah, but, but he's Tommy too good. John, I think he's he's. I also think he's too good. The Tommy John is definitely a thing too. Yeah, I feel like Montez Aka though is a very Montez Aka is a very Yankees prospect. Like uh-huh. just kind of a guy where they would they just they see he throws really hard and he's like six foot seven and they're like yeah. Yeah, I can I can definitely see Canna becoming expendable with Tommy Pham playing really well. Yeah, you obviously got Nimmo in center. Marte's contract is there. You can't really get rid of that. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, McNeil can play there. Yeah, you McNeil can play, play left if you need him to. Gurman can play anywhere. Yeah, basically. Gurman uh, will toss peanuts if you want him to. I think both sides would take that deal. Yeah. Cross right. swap. Your next player that you're requesting. Interesting one for me. This was the hardest one I had to try to find a package for. Elias Diaz, yes, Rockies catcher, the selling has Rockies not, has not been a good player for his career, but he's playing good this year. Been damn good player this year. He's been clutch for them this year. I look at a team who I've mentioned needs a bat multiple times during this video. The Miami Marlins. Yep, yep. That's what I was. When I sent, when I sent you that, I wanted you to say the Marlins so bad. A playoff contending Miami Marlins. Now, the Miami Marlins have. A lot of prospects. It's like kind of what they're known for. Yeah. Now, they're they have a bunch of infield prospects too, with Jacob Berry as their number three prospect. As I look, uh, Yiddy Cap. I don't know really know who that is, but he's there. Jacob Amaya just recently got called up. Yep. Uh, Xavier Edwards, Cleo Watson. They have a load of infield prospects. Yep. They also have another one who they traded for at last year's deadline, trading Anthony Bass, Jordan Groshans. Who has not caught on? He's kind of flamed out as a prospect. Yeah, he had that. What he had that ninety? It's like a I ninety-two, I think, in MLB the yeah, show ninety-four. Yeah. I think it was a ninety-four. Yeah, 20, that card yeah. wasn't even. That card wasn't even that good. It was trash. It was balanced. It was balanced. But Groshans, I think, could be on the move to Colorado. Okay. Along with Miami Marlins' number twenty-five prospect George Soriano. Okay. Who is through my scouting is a right-handed pitcher who's in AAA right currently. Right. Who actually made his debut this this year? He's pitched in. He has ten innings pitched for the Marlins this year. Actually, has already accrued a save. I think those two could be on the move to Colorado for Elias Diaz, with the abysmal combination of Nick Fortes and Jacob Stallings behind the plate, who both have WRC pluses under sixty five. Yeah, they got that. They got that Jose Abreu bat. What are your thoughts on that deal? Um, I. I think I'd do it if I'm Colorado because you're going nowhere. I don't know if they think Diaz is the future, but they have Zach Veen already for shortstop, but I think him or Groshans. Groshans can play third. Well, Groshans is more of a third baseman, they think, yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, he's more. I think he's more fit for third. So I, I would do that. I would do that if I'm the Rockies. Groshans still has upside. You're the Marlins. And if I'm the Marlins, um, how what is what's the... Uh, Contract situation for Diaz. How much? Um, I think he's still. He's got to be under control. I think for like two more years. Yeah, I think he just got this year and then next year, and then he's a free agent. I would do oh, that. No, I would do that. If I'm a, okay, Not a free I'm agent until 2025. He has two and a half more years. I'm doing that if I'm Miami. Yeah, I'm. I think both sides do that. I don't think Groshans is particularly good, so I think of all their infield prospects, he'd be the one that gets offloaded, and he's older. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, and if you're Colorado, I think you're willing. You have solid infield depth when it comes to prospects. So you're willing to take a flyer. On you're willing with right cores to take a risk on an offensively yeah. gifted prospect. Well, I think Veen just had season-ending surgery. Hey, you never know. He'll come back. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think both sides would do that deal. Let's see. I tossed you an interesting one here. You gave me Tyler O'Neill, who's played, I think, 29 games this year, 25 games, something yeah. like that. Doesn't play. Um, the Cardinals aren't that good that year, this year, so I think they might they they yeah, might sell. I think of all their of their outfield logjam with Walker and Newbar and Carlson and Edmonds playing out there now, yeah. and Alec Burleson, that O'Neill's the odd man out at this. In point. 2021, what was the big knock on Tyler O'Neill? Even though he was like 141 WRC plus, he was amazing. The big knock struck out every time he touched the bat. And the big knock was he could only pull the ball. Yeah, yeah. At what stadium do you want to pull the ball to the left field? The Crawford boxes in Houston. Oh, Houston. I thought you were going with Boston. I was like, whoa. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I had to play it like that. Crawford no, the Crawford like boxes in Houston. I think Houston's been looking for another player to, to rise from the dead at the deadline. I feel like they do that a lot. They. Mm. They just they can I think they'll be able to uplift his bat. He'll be a he'll be a platoon bat probably with like uh Jake Myers. Yeah. Jake Myers has been really good defensively. Average hitting, maybe um what's Corey Jolks? Yeah. I think he's been playing um a little O'Neal's right. O'Neill's a good O'Neill's a good outfielder, too. And O'Neill's a good outfielder. So um I think I wouldn't be surprised if O'Neill went to Houston, and I wouldn't be surprised if Houston gives up their failed first round pick and nineteenth prospect, Forrest Whitley. Well, Forrest Whitley finally leaves Houston. Yep. I think he gets sent to St. Louis. St. Louis is willing to take a a risk on him, giving up a player who who hasn't done anything for them in the last almost 300 games now. Is he, can he, is he healthy? Can he pitch? Whitley? Yeah. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's pitched this year. Yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like the only reason that St. Louis might be like, Declining that is because, because they injury. might just want an yeah he's he's pitched uh he's pitched eight games this year oh in triple a yeah so he's there he's there to yeah pitch. and he's 25 okay he's expected to come up this year what about one of the two pitchers that's pitched well for them this year in Bialak or jp france uh, JP France was the other person that I was considering for this. Okay, I think they might swap. I don't know if they'd swap for Forrest Whitley because I don't think he'll ever be anything at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they would do that if it was JP France. Yeah, that was the that was it was. If I was saying Whitley was I more exciting for me to put in, so I put him in. Yeah. But JP if France I was, was the second Lewis, person, which I am in this scenario. Yeah, I'd counter and be like, I want JP France instead. I think that's fair. And who soon probably came in because they have six million starters. Yeah, they they. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I think that works out pretty well, considering that was my my second option. Then here we go. Here's my here's my um tough pick. What's up? All right. You gave me probably the hottest reliever commodity of this deadline, besides David Bednar, who I don't think is going anywhere. So realistic trade options. Araldis Chapman, yes. absolute resurgence of a season. Probably yes. an all-star again. Yeah. Can't say I'm happy to see it. I don't really like no. Araldis Chapman. Not, Not the best all. guy. Not a good guy at all. But I think that a team that where their only real hole is in the bullpen, that's a very contending team, I wouldn't even call it a hole. 
But they've struggled. Not struggled. That's the Texas Rangers. Okay. Arella Chapman wants to be a closer. He mm-hmm. does not want to pitch the seventh and eighth inning. No. Get out of here. I saw the Mets as a rumored spot for him. I don't see it. They don't have the money. Mm. They're they're gonna want to keep him. Yeah. And I don't think they're gonna want to give up any more prospects. Yeah. The Rangers. I have their number 15 prospect, okay. Thomas Tagisi. I think that's how you say his name. He's in double A, solid player. Uh, 874 OPS in double A so far. Ooh. Older, older player. He's 21 in double A. Okay. Closer to big league ready. But for Araldis Chapman, who's been one of the best relievers in baseball, I think that the Royals would also want Dane Dunning to be included in any mm. trades. Yeah. Dane Dunning, the, the very talented right-handed pitcher who, who we talked about Club earlier. Through the additions of DeGrom and Heaney and Avaldi this offseason and the retentions of uh, Martin Perez, he kind of fell out of the rotation to start the year, which yeah. was surprising. He was a very good pitcher last year. I don't think he fully wants to be in Texas. No. With this loaded staff, you might want to mm. get out. Glenn Otto also coming back soon. Another mm-hmm. solid pitcher. Very. Uh, who I almost included in this trade, but I think that the Royals would ask for Dane Dunning as they do not have much starting pitching. So the two the of them? Sagisi and Dunning? Sagisi and Dunning for Aroldis Chapman. I like that. I don't know if I'm accepting that if I'm te- if I'm from the Rangers. Me? Yeah. See, that that was that was where I would... In a heartbeat, I think I take that. Okay, so if you get rid of the the prospect. So me, me being Kansas City, I'm taking that, yes. No, you being Texas, I'm Kansas City. I'm giving up Chapman. Yeah. You're okay, getting. so I'll, I'll go. Okay, I'm going to adjust the trade. I'll take out the prospect. Or I'll just Chapman for Dane Dunning straight up. No. No. Just because um, starting pitcher health has been a massive question mark. Okay. For the Rangers. How about I'll counter again? Now, right now, I'm on the Kansas City Royals prospect page. Okay. What if I, like I give up my 11th ranked prospect, Luca Tresh, who struggled this year, mm. opposed to an 820. But posted an 8.20 OPS in AAA last year, in AA last year. Struggled okay. in AA this year. 11th ranked prospect, though. Mm-hmm. What about that? Arada Chapman and him for Dane Dunning. Yes. You're taking that. Yeah. I think that the, the Dane Dunning should be a player that the Kansas City Royals are begging to get. Yeah. In a Chapman trade. Mm-hmm. You might have to include a prospect. Yeah. But you have so many prospects. You have so many. I, I think the Royals should probably trade another pitcher. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Rangers did your original deal of Sagisi and Dunning for, for Chapman. Yeah. I, I wouldn't surprise we'll me at see. all. Pitcher friendly park, right? Yeah. Plays very, well very well for Dunning stuff. Very well for Dunning stuff. Um, all right. So you heard top, it. Top of the zone fly ball pitcher. Yeah, you heard it. I mean, Mark Canna's gone, Tyler O'Neill's gone, Tim Anderson gone. Yeah, we're just trying never actually Tim Anderson not gone based on my deal. Tim Anderson gone based on your deal. Yeah. Well, Canna and O'Neill gone. We just worked out Chad. Diaz gone. Diaz gone. Chapman gone. Trade all these guys. Trade them all. Underrated players. Trade deadline. I think that wraps up the episode. I believe it does, yes. See you guys next week. See you guys.